Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Boston Celtics take a one-game-to-nothing lead over the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. 117-101 is your final. The Celtics follow their Game 7 triumph with a 16-point win in Game 1. They beat the Sixers 117-101 to and strike first in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Sorry, I'm getting ready for the Karate Kid sure. thing coming up. Celtics Radio Network on the call. Tonight for the Sixers, since they were the bigger story coming in, obviously the excitement, the young roster, people are seeing Embiid and Simmons, and are they going to be the next big super-duper stars in the NBA? Look, they're big stars in the NBA, but can they cut through and be icons? Embiid tonight, 31 points, 13 rebounds. Ben Simmons, 18, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Didn't really impact the game 
all that much. Embiid said afterwards, you know, we were blanky tonight. You know, I, I, it's it's my fault. I wasn't very good. But it's time to shift from this game from the Sixers to the Celtics. Because one question we're fond of always talking about here on the show, and oh, by the way, KNBR, I'm ready for my interview anytime, uh, in that <laughs> we always talk about how the Warriors can win without Steph Curry. As good as Steph Curry is, they can win without him. Maybe they don't well, win by Steve 30. Steve Kerr said it. Yeah, right? but we, can win win a title. we expect to win the title even if he's not playing. Right, exactly. And then finally, Steve Kerr is running is running our take that, you know, Steph Curry is a great system quarterback. He's a terrific player. But how many times can you keep saying, no, they need Steph? They just absolutely boat race the Pelicans in game one, and the Pelicans play the same style as they did, and it wasn't even close. And this is the Pelicans going, oh, man, this is without Steph, and he's coming back for game two? Oh, we're in trouble. Well, Holiday and Rondo, absolutely Holiday, Holiday, Holiday. Non-existent after their monster series uh, prior, and now they come out and they shoot terribly uh, and combine for, for really no impact whatsoever as they get boat raced. So tonight, Jason Tatum goes for 28. Rozier in the Drew Bledsoe jersey, which we have to get to that. 29 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. Al Horford, 26-7-4. Marcus Morris had a solid night off the bench with 11 points, but you saw that big three of Rozier with 29, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, and look, Jalen Brown didn't even play. Well, and everybody knows didn't Rozier's name now. There's no, there's no even joking about that after last series. Uh, and, and Morris struggled. Marcus Smart was terrible from the field as he tries to get himself back into shape and, and round out, and, and the, you still win going away. So for a moment, I smile and say, ah, the process. The That's process the is not complete. That's <laughs> the thing. Think about trust the process. Now, we'll, let's turn it on its ear. We talk trust the process with the Sixers all the time. Yeah. You're Aaron Rodgers dropping that line in the show now. It's like every year he has one thing to say. It used to be relax. Now relax. it's trust the process. Trust well, now process. it's go buy Bucks merchandise. Yes, buy I'm Bucks. Yes, yes. But we have to talk about the Celtics process because now it's time to wonder how much they really miss Kyrie Irving. All right, When Irving went out, it was doom and gloom, and here's Irving. He's a great finisher. He also is a great traditional point guard. We've seen him for the last few years single-handedly take over games. How are they going to win without him? So far, pretty good. I mean, you went seven against the Bucks, but you're talking about a Bucks team who had the best player on the floor in Giannis Antetokounmpo. He was the best player. He couldn't get a table anywhere, but he was the best player. They had a better roster than the Celtics did. They had better players. They should have won that series. The Celtics still won, and they won games going away. And now here they are, game one against the Sixers, and the Sixers were rested. The Celtics were coming off a bigger series, and this wasn't even close. You remember a year ago, the Celtics had four players. Four players. They made the trade for Kyrie Irving. They had four players under contract. Four players who had went to the Eastern Conference Finals. That was their team. Four bleeping players. And look where they are now. On the cusp of getting back to the Eastern Conference Final and maybe getting through to the NBA Finals when they can beat LeBron without Kyrie Irving. You, this is trust the process with the Boston Celtics. I mean, four guys they had, and Kyrie was one of them who never played a second for him, and now he's out. So now this is what they're doing in the playoffs without him. So three guys 
they had on the roster from the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year that are playing right now for this team that wins the first round and now gets out to this lead over the seven. Forget Sixers trust the process. That's so yesterday's news. That's yet, you know, blah, 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 process. Your process is done. It took you six years of drafting guys, and Bede was out for five of those years. I mean, he graduated high school in 2001, and now here are the Celtics <laughs> in one year. Trust the help. Oh, yeah, process is done. Yeah, trust it. It's done. We're all set. We're here. We're going. We go and look at what the Celtics front office playing chess and all the moves and assets and the way they've pushed forward. You look at Brad Stevens and what he does on the fly, putting these lineups together and shifting personnel as necessary. Jalen Brown, you don't have him today. It doesn't matter. You still win going away defensively, getting all over Philadelphia, and they struggle from the arc, 5 of 26 from here. And you you just put together the the roster and you, and you go through their series of moves and the trading of assets and stockpiling draft picks and the way they've, they've orchestrated things. It, it's really amazing the the level of consistency because you also have to hit on all those picks when you finally make them and it's you know we watched that in Seattle for years with the Seahawks and we see this year some excitement with the Cleveland Browns right Sashi Brown didn't get to stick around to see what he'd put together but he's the one that made the trades to give them the assets to go and make the moves they did during this past draft weekend and so for for Brad Stevens for Danny Ainge you're seeing the results, and certainly tonight, a blowout victory in Game 1, taking care of business, and all of a sudden you've got the Sixers back on their heels. Unbelievable. I mean, you th- think about the process. You wonder. All these guys, they have a lot of young talent, and mm-hmm. we've talked about their young talent. They Getting it right with Jason Tatum, where if you are drafting again, guess who goes number one overall? Right. I mean, if you're drafting again, he goes number one overall. And they got it right with him. They got it right with the trades they've made. They've got it right with all the players that they have brought in. And some of those players they brought in and traded. Look, two guys they brought in, they're not. I mean, Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving are not even playing. Those are and your the marquee. Are still the guys right on here. the marquee, right? If the band's coming to town, those are the guys whose pictures staring at you, trying to invite you to buy 300 level tickets. I mean, they got rid of Isaiah and Crowder and Avery Bradley and Olinick. Amir Johnson, they bring in Irving, Hayward, Tatum, Marcus Morris, and it's like, what's going to happen? And it wor- in one year, it works. Brad Stevens, Danny Ainge, I'll tell you what, that's the process. But think about it. it. It all goes back to the refusal to back up the Brinks truck for Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, yeah. that's the master stroke in the whole thing. Everything else comes together and plays out. Terry Rozier, who had a big night tonight, again, for the Celtics, part of a big playoff that he's having 29, eight rebounds, six assists, had a block, a couple of steals, was 11 out of 18 from the floor. Look, he has been absolutely huge so far this postseason. And the war of words he had with Milwaukee Bucks guard Eric Bledsoe, one of the more entertaining things of last series. Bledsoe was very mad because during an interview, Terry Rozier was talking about the Bucks, and he called Eric Bledsoe Drew Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe didn't like that so much after one of the Milwaukee Bucks wins. They asked about Terry Rozier play. He said, who? I don't know who that is. And the war of words went from there. Well, you think it would be over after the Celtics eliminate the Bucks in the series, but oh no. Before game one tonight and after game one tonight, when Rozier was meeting the press, walking into the arena and sitting at his press conference, he was wearing, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, 
a Patriots number 11 Drew Bledsoe jersey. I dig that on so many levels. I love the pettiness. And when you go 29, (laughs) 8, and 6, you know what? You wear whatever the hell you damn please. I mean, that's that's really that's really next level. You know, the next thing I would like, and it's kind of tough to do it, but if he could get a picture of Tempest Bledsoe from the Cosby Show, that just I mean, just her obviously, and get a picture of her on on a T-shirt, that would be awesome. See, I really thought he'd get one of Drew Bledsoe's double back wines, <laughs> and he'd come out saying, "I'm celebrating next level." We're going to pop this when we finish this series off. We had Drew Bledsoe on a couple years ago. Yeah, right? we, we, ta- we talked about his wine. Like, Absolutely. He was doing. doing great things. Yeah, that's right. And now people are calling him going, hey, dude, guess what, man? Somebody's wearing your jersey at a, at a press conference after a basketball game. What, 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 what? I la- That's so petty. That You know, it, it, and it's a, it's a war that should be over because the series is over. It's done. But no, no. I'm going to wear this to the arena. Well, it's also a way to this. just say, hey, for those just now getting to know my name and you followed me last series, let's carry this through. Let's keep this thread. Eric Bledsoe can wear a Mike Rozier Nebraska jersey. That's not bad. He can wear, he yeah, can but wear, the name's not on the back, though. It so it so you'd, have to, it's but you'd have to explain the joke, though. No, no, you could wear That's it. That's 40 years ago, man. Oh, no, Rozier was in the late 80s, Mike Rozier. Won the Heisman was Trophy. Was he mid-80s? Yeah, he was mid-80s, Mike still 30 Mike years Rozier. ago. It doesn't matter. When you think Rozier, you think, okay, Mike Rozier. What other Roziers do you think? Cliff Rozier? You wear a Cliff Rozier jersey? Mm, no. No, you wear a Mike Rozier. See, I, I had a picture going. of D.J. Dozier just went through my head. <laughs> ah, ah, hey, Matt change, change that R to a D. I know. I'm well aware. Thank you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. In the never-ending saga of Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Again, it's Avon versus Stringer from The Wire. I'll wait for you to catch up to the third I'm season. I'm working on it. Third season. I'm going to live on my treadmill for the next week yeah, when you, I'm not sitting in traffic. You're going <laughs> to <gonna> have to. <laughs> um, but this has been a really intriguing last few months. Ever since the story broke that there was disharmony between the Patriots, the ESPN story in which it was cited that Belichick and Tom Brady were at odds. They're not as close as they were anymore. Brady and other players like Gronk are chafing. That Belichick's rule with an iron fist is still going on. He doesn't like Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's shaman slash doctor and TB12 enthusiast. And Tom Brady made Bob Kraft trade Jimmy Garoppolo away to the chagrin of Bill Belichick. Since that report came out, we have heard many times that there is a lot of disharmony in the Patriots' locker room. And as you just read the tea leaves over the course of the last couple of months, you will see that this is a war that is happening between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Forget about Tom versus time. Tom versus Bill is really where it's at. Brady not showing up to off-season workouts when he always has shown up in the past. Gronkowski upset, I don't know if I'm going to play or retire. Well, then what do we get after that? The Patriots are linked to Lamar Jackson. Is Tom Brady going to show up? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to show up, but I haven't committed to playing. What did we see after that story? Hey, the Patriots linked to Josh Rosen. Their interest in Josh Rosen is real. Then they were linked to Johnny Manziel, of all people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is this happening? Have we ever heard the Patriots being linked to somebody in the past? No, we're hearing it now because Belichick wants it out there. Well, and Lamar Jackson, and just keep on yes. going down the line. I think anybody 
quarterback with a pulse. Yeah, anybody suddenly was on their list. Kane because Coulter it made was for on their list. Hey, hey, uh, how like dare that. you? <laughs> you tried to besmirch the name of Kane Coulter. So this Look is to out. embarrass Tom Brady. Tom Brady comes back with, "I'm going to show up, but I'm going to play this year, but." My relationship with Bill Belichick, I'm not going to get into. With Jim Gray, an exchange during the Milken Institute Global Conference, Brady was asked if he was going to play next season, what his relationship was with Bill Belichick, and here's the responses he got that are making all kinds of news right now. Do you feel appreciated by them, and do they have the appropriate gratitude for what you have achieved? I plead the fifth. <laughs> Look, I, I man, that is a tough question. Yeah, I mean, they, pre, you know, they, well, they your wife, your wife seems to yeah, indicate. Yeah. I think everybody in general wants to be appreciated more at work. Are you happy? Uh, I have my moments. <laughs> I do. Are you happy with the people you work with and for? Yeah, I would say absolutely. You've been on the same team for a long time. You've had relationships for a long time. They. You know, ebb and flow, like every relationship. But there's no people I'd rather play for or be committed to than the team that I've been with. One, two, three, four, five. Are you appreciated by the Patriots? All he's got to do is say yes. But instead he says, I plead the fifth. It's a better story if he says that. He wants this to be a story. He is now, they are, this feud is now going publicly. And this is going to be fascinating this season to see Belichick and Brady, who you know hate each other, Fight like this through the press, through the media, and however else they're doing. No, this, hates a strong war. No, no, come on. If you're doing this, you can't stand. Yeah, each but other. you're still saying, "Hey, he's not the easiest coach to play for, but he's the best for me. He's an incredible coach. He's been an incredible mentor." Well, no, no, but so he, much. well, he, but the thing is, he's not going to say, "Oh, this guy's a jerk, and I hate him." He's going to do it this way by saying, "I played the fifth. No, Bill is great. Well, what he wanted to do is get it out there that, hey, I'm not that happy." And maybe I should be appreciated a little bit more. Tom Brady is not appreciated by the is he not appreciated by the Patriots or is he not appreciated by Bill Belichick? Because you can't say Bob Crafton he traded Jimmy Garoppolo for him. You know you can't really say oh I'm not appreciated by the Patriots. He's not appreciated by Bill Belichick. Well, but at some point Brady could have said blank you and stop taking pay cuts and forced the issue with his contracts a long time ago. Well, I think I think his contract for him is like I mean uh, that that's just pocket money. No, I but why well, I understand that, <laughs> right? Cuz we go money. back to Giselle and what she was making when she was still modeling full time and and all of that. I get it. But it's still you could have very easily flipped the double middle bird a long time ago if if the appreciation. I mean, what do you want? Giant stone statues as people walk through Gillette of Tom the Thinker and and other things. I'd like to see Belichick walking around double middle finger. Hey, Tom, this is for you. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Hey. Well, I think he does it hey, slyly. Tom. Tom, you're number one. This one's for you. This one's for Guerrero. Both of these are for you and Gronk. That's nah, funny, isn't it? All right. Going to go talk about the Chargers. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. It's time to talk the truth about Toronto and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because I know how this series is going to go. How do I know? Many reasons. But one gives you a little bit of insight 
Here's LeBron James coming off his 45-point performance, and look, this weekend full of all the is this the best playoff series LeBron has ever had storylines, and is this the greatest game seven LeBron has ever had storylines. Let's push this storyline forward now and have a conversation that people didn't have today. LeBron James and the Cavaliers are going home in this round of the playoffs. They're done. They're not going to beat the Toronto Raptors. I just made friends with everybody in Canada. By say- We're now the number one show in Canada by virtue of me saying that. That's kind of a We're big better deal. than Scooter and Jim in the rink and a penalty box show, whatever whatever they got going on. We are the number one. We may not be better than the Jets. Well, if we do this and talk about the Jets in the playoffs, we're really going to be number one in Canada. Canada sucks. Hey! Hey! Come on! We're trying to go global here, tie shirt. The Cavaliers we're are trying lose. to rapid expansion. They're going to lose. One of the reasons, well, LeBron James kind of got into it a little bit yesterday when they asked him, hey, how do you feel about the Raptors in round two? I'm burnt right now. I'm not thinking about Toronto right now until tomorrow. I'm ready to go home. Can we? I'm, I'm tired. I want to go home. Toronto, think about what went on this series. Yes, the Pacers are a bad matchup for the Cavaliers. They always have played them tougher mm-hmm. than other teams have. But this is not a particularly deep Indiana Pacers team. This is a team that, yes, Victor Oladipo has done what many people didn't think he could do, and that's become a next-level player in the NBA. Lance Stevenson had a couple of moments. It took LeBron seven games, 45 points in Game 7, to get out of this first round. Here are the Raptors, who for the second year in a row are showing, we're really, really good. Welcome to Jurassic Park. DeMar DeRozan. I was watching that this afternoon, actually. He's got the beard. I mean, think that that would be a fun open for uh, my nine-year-old. Goes, ah, oh, Newman's gonna die. <laughs> oh, whoa! Spoiler. Oh, hello. It's Newman. been a, it's been a while. Spoiler. It's okay. Oh, it's kind of like at this point, I feel like we could say anything we want about Infinity War because yeah. if you cared to see it, yeah. When you're talking about seven hundred million dollars global oh, yeah. box office, you saw it. Oh, Darth Vader's Luke's dad. So, <laughs> this is a Raptors team. Number one, they're rested. Every all the one you want to say, they are deep. They have a backcourt that runs circles around the Pacers' backcourt. DeRozan and Lowry are terrific. This is DeMar DeRozan's time. More importantly, the Raptors' bench is probably the best bench in the NBA. Because of how valuable they are and how efficient they are, they don't come into the game and you don't see a lead shrink. It's like the Warriors' bench. We just don't see it because the Raptors aren't on national television as much. But the Warriors bench comes in, and it's like, oh, their second unit came in, and their lead went from 9 to 13. Boy, I didn't think that was going to happen. The Raptors bench does it all. Their whole second unit, now they got Fred Van Vliet back, who was really good, missed the first five games, came back in game six. They're going to be too much for a Cavaliers team that still you have no idea who any night the second best player on the team is going to be. Is it going to be Kyle Korver with 15 points? Is it going to be Kevin Love? Is it going to be Tristan Thompson? I still love you, Chloe. Is he going to, he going to go for 15 and 10? You have no idea what you're getting. I can see Toronto win repeated blowouts in this series. I can see them win two or three games by 15 or 20 points. Toronto is just too much. This Toronto Raptors team is too much for this Cavaliers team that, as LeBron says, He's exhausted. He's tired. They're bent. They were pushed to the wall by a team 
that really wouldn't push many teams to the wall, and now they got to come back and get ready for this. Watch out! This could get this could get ugly fast. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two big stories out of Major League Baseball tonight. We got more from the NBA coming up in 10 minutes. What happened after and before the Celtics game tonight against the Sixers was just absolutely epic. I'll give you the big comprehensive breakdown of what's going to happen to LeBron James in round two of the Eastern Conference playoffs, but... A huge injury in Major League Baseball today. Corey Seager going to miss the rest of the season for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Going to undergo Tommy John surgery. Didn't feel right making some throws over the weekend. His arm hasn't felt right for a while. He is going to be done for the year. The Dodgers started off pretty poorly. Little World Series hangover, a little bit of lack of health, 12 and 15 coming into tonight. Cody Bellinger is back in the lineup a day after getting benched for not hustling on a double to second base by manager Dave Roberts. But surely today, the gut punch with Corey Seager, guy that's gotten MVP votes the last couple of years. Dave Roberts talked about trying to move on without him before the game tonight. We just feel for Corey. It's something that he's had to deal with for a couple years, and the elbow finally gave way, and um, and I feel bad for, for him. It's been on our minds, and um, it's something where uh, there was a strain that he had to deal with last year, missed some time last year. It's been uncomfortable for, for quite some time for Corey. As we got together with the medical staff, the organization, his agent, talking about the right course of action, we felt the best thing for him and for us is to rehab it, to try to get it right, and and hope that it uh, we can get through a season this year. Uh, it didn't happen, so uh, we've got surgery scheduled and uh, to fix it and get him ready to go. Gotta call the Orioles. Hey, uh, what's it gonna take for Manny Machado that we can figure things out uh, afterwards? You can keep him out of the division. Oh. He won't go to New York. He won't be a Yankee. <laughs> we'll give you Pedro Baez. I mean, he he'll he'll clean off his cleats so he doesn't slip on the mound and. Balk the winning run home. We'll, we'll do that for you. But look, this is everything that went right for the Dodgers last year is going wrong this time around. And it's just, it just happens. Well, it's baseball. I that, mean, that's it, the, that's it the way it goes. It comes back to it. You live high and you, and you ride and you're living right and you stay away from big injuries. And they were able to do that. We saw it two years ago with the Cubs where the only injury was Schwarber. And then they were able to roll through that and get to their World Series championship. And then this year, last year, the Dodgers make their run. And health was with them most of the way. Now you're already you're trying to get Turner back into your lineup. You've got the lollygagging charge against Bellinger. He ended up being the fall guy because you got to have a fall guy with the way April has gone for the Dodgers. Someone had to wear it, so Bellinger well, gets in it. In a couple minutes, I'll tell you exactly why. Because I don't. Because I don't doubt why he's wearing it. Because I look, he can say what he wants to about not hustling, but. Last Sunday, I was at the Dodger game. It was literally dead. You couldn't about, see from those seats. I go seats. to about five or six Dodger games. You a couldn't year. tell if it was Ant Man no, out there with seats. those seats. Oh, Ant Man! Oh, Ant Man! No Ant Man! No it. What? What do you mean, no Ant Man? Don't spoil anything for anybody. I've never seen Ant Man. Spoiler? Well. No, I'm just telling spoiler you, I haven't you. seen Ant Man. No, spoiler because he's so tiny. Is that why he's so, he's so no, tiny? No, Michael Douglas he's was so in tiny. that one though. Yeah, he? yeah, I, I know of it. I don't. I Evangeline Lilly. Okay, go Corey Stoll. Yeah. So. At Little League Day on Sunday, and that's why this is so such a big memory, 
Last Sunday, Dodger Stadium, one day a year, they do it great. They invite all the little leagues in Los Angeles to come see the game. You bring your kids, the team I coach, Zoe's team, we bring we get to walk on the field before the game and run Seriously? the bases after. It's a lot of fun. Third inning of the game, Bellinger doubles off the wall in deep right field. Almost gets thrown out at second base because he walked because he thought it was a home run. And he rounded first base, and he had to bust his ass to get to second base to not get thrown out. It was a close play. A lot of people were booing around me. And, and Zoe couple, why are they booing? He got a hit, and I had to explain. He didn't hustle. He didn't run around first base like he was supposed to. So there's no way this was the only time this happened. I saw it with my own eyes last Sunday. He thought it was gone, so I'm going to take my time around first base and trot. And, oh, it's not. So you know this was however many times it's happened. Dave Roberts just had enough. You're, I'm going to get your attention, so I'm benching you. Now he's back in the lineup tonight. He's 0 for 3, but i got to get your attention about hustling all the time. Don't want you to get into any bad habits because that's what happens. When you have that kind of success early, it's easy to get into bad habits, and certainly Bellinger has. The thing is, this is how dangerous. I've told you a week ago, we talked about the start of the Dodge. I said my concern level is about at a 7 for the defending national I think I was actually higher. Chance. Now it's... Uh... On a uh, DEFCON. It could be a 9 <laughs> or a 10 level, yeah. after the after this series because you're in Arizona right now, and it looks like they're going to lose. They're down 5-2 going to the seventh inning. They could be 10 games out after this series, and you're saying, we're done. We're going to make up 10 games? The, Diamondback, the Diamondbacks aren't going anywhere. They're a solid team. This is a playoff team last year. They're, they're solid everywhere. Their starting pitching is good. Their bullpen is good. They hit enough. There's no weaknesses. They're not riding one strength. They're solid all the way around. You're 10 games out. You're thinking, all right, well, let, maybe we can stay afloat for a wild card. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Guess who could be back tomorrow for game two? And his name is John Cena. John Cena did announce a big deal today with yeah. Seven Bucks Productions of The Rock to do a uh, well, an action movie based on a, a book by what's his name Ludlow, the guy that wrote the Born Ludlum, Ludlum, Robert Ludlum, Ludlum. Yes, yes. Ludlum. there Ludlum. you go. Holiday, 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 holiday. Steph Curry could be back. Steve Why bother? At shoot around today was asked about the status. Of the best system quarterback in the NBA, there won't be a minutes restriction. Uh, it's not about uh, uh, putting a number on his. It's, it's uh, really about his rhythm. Whether he gets tired quickly or not, if he does, we'll take him out. Would you officially categorize Steph as a go? He's probable. He came out of it, and I talked to him afterwards, and uh, came out well and uh, feeling good today. Went through the whole practice, so I'd be very surprised if he didn't play. So it looks like he's going to play. He's probable, which means he's he's going to play. Let's talk more about how the Warriors have trouble winning minus Steph Curry. Let's talk more about this. Because the more time goes on, the more people get upset. KNBR, whenever you want to talk about this, I'm ready. The more people get upset, oh, Jace, you're an idiot, you're this, you're that, Steph Curry is a system, and what happens? All the Warriors do is continue to win without him. They beat the Spurs. Oh, but the Spurs didn't have Kawhi Leonard. Okay. They beat the Pelicans. Game one. Oh, yeah, but no, they're supposed to give everybody trouble. This is a big series, and now suddenly, oh, the Pelicans, they're going to play at their pace. There's no Steph Curry. What happened? Didn't need Steph Curry. A game that the Pelicans play at the pace of the Warriors, which is how they like to play, and it was never close. 
And the Warriors win big. They get big nights from KD, big night from Draymond Green, and a big night from Klay Thompson. Why? Because the system the Warriors use is the star. The more time goes on, I'm fine. Finally, people on social media going, you know, Jason, I. I finally am coming around to your side. You pardoned a bunch of people. It's okay. The last I did. Week. I, I did pardon a bunch of people with that Steph Curry stuff. But it's the truth. Look, it's not as simple as this, but this is the best different way that I can explain. Curry's a terrific player, and when he plays, does he make the Warriors better? Of course he does. But you can't sit here and tell me, well, they win by twenty-five with Steph, but they win by fifteen without him. Uh, how inherent is he to them when they can win this way? Steph Curry is a phenomenal shooter, sets plays up. He is a great scorer. But what have we seen? When scorers get hurt, you get replaced. People, if your team is talented, there are guys who are going to score points for you. When Gordon Hayward got hurt with the Celtics, they never missed him. Why? Because he's a scorer, and people are taking that up. Now, the Celtics are missing Kyrie Irving. What's Kyrie Irving? He's a scorer, but he also facilitates the game. Marcus Smart can still do it pretty well. They're taking up a lot of minutes. Other guys are scoring. Jason Tatum is scoring. It happens that way when your team is talented. If LeBron James got hurt, the Cavaliers fall off a cliff. Why? Because there's no one to suddenly, oh, I'm going to score. I'm going to do all these things. But with Steph Curry out, there's other guys that can do more. Kevin Durant will score those points that Steph Curry usually gets. Klay Thompson will hit more threes. They will find a way to do it because that system of screens and ball movement. Why why is Sean Livingston suddenly one of the best bench players in the NBA? During his career, he would get hurt, disappointing. Now he's found a home. Now he's a a great, great player. And, And he can have a long career just continuing to play just like this. You know, they, they'll grab all kinds of guys up. Suddenly Nick Young is a very important part. Why? Well, he can come in and he can fit in the system and do it. He can shoot and he can do all kinds of things. Steph Curry is terrific, but the more the time goes on, the war isn't without him. You can't tell me that, oh, my God, he's so irreplaceable because obviously he isn't. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.